0: Amen. Oh. Good morning. Welcome to worship. This morning we're going to follow the order of service called Morning Prayer 2, which begins in your booklets on page 25. Please note that we will sing the song, the Venite, Come, O Come, Let Us Sing to the Lord, on page 26. We'll sing that together in unison when we get there. Our service begins with the hymn 823. Selected verses. We continue with the service on page 25, please stand. Oh, Lord, open my lips, hasten to save me, O God. Give glory to God, our light and our life.
1: And sisters, my name is Joel Frederick, and I teach in the areas of theology and Greek and Latin. So, humor me, let's have a little four question quiz today. Call the answers out. First, what language was the New Testament originally written in? Very good, Greek. But occasionally in the New Testament, instead of running into Greek, we run into a word or phrase in Hebrew, the language of most of the Old Testament, or in Aramaic, the language spoken by a lot of Jews in Jesus' day. For example, in Revelation 19 we run into the word Hallelujah. So question number two, what does Hallelujah mean? Praise the Lord. Very good. Number three, What did the crowds say on Palm Sunday as Jesus rode a donkey into Jerusalem? Hosanna. You're three for three. Uh, Hosanna represents an Aramaic expression very similar to a Hebrew one that means save. It's almost like shouting out salvation. Now Mark's Gospel tells us that while Jesus was praying in agony in Gethsemane he called God Abba. It's an Aramaic word that Jesus grew up with. What does Abba mean? That's our last question. Father, very good, you're four for four. Now, it was not at all common for Jews in Jesus' day to call God Abba, but Jesus did it a lot, and it made a a deep impression on his followers that he had this close trusting, loving relationship with God in heaven. Now that's part of how Jesus became our Savior. Even as he felt the weight of our sins pressing upon him in Gethsemane and looked ahead to his death for our sins, he still looked to God as his dear father, Abba." Now, our reading today comes from Luke's Gospel. And Luke's sense of style is that normally you don't throw foreign words at your readers. He's writing in Greek for people who know Greek, and he wants to be consistent. So Luke doesn't even include the word Hosanna in his Palm Sunday account, even though Matthew and Mark and John do. But there are a few exceptions, places where Luke includes a Hebrew or Aramaic word that he expects his readers to understand, much the way you would expect to be understood in English if you throw in a German word like kindergarten or gluckenspiel or gesundheit. And on those rare occasions, Luke lets us hear a Hebrew or Aramaic word from the lips of Jesus that made a vivid and lasting impression on his followers. We have such a word in our reading today, which is the parable of the dishonest manager. I'm talking about the Aramaic word mammon, as in Jesus' declaration, You cannot serve God and mammon. So what's mammon? Maybe you've never encountered the word as you did your Bible reading. There are lots of translations that simply substitute an English expression like money or wealth. But while mammon includes money, it's more than just money. My wife and I own a house that's furnished, all of that is mammon. You have your clothes and your devices and some of you have cars, that stuff too is mammon. If we use the translation wealth, I'm a little bit afraid that some people will think, Well, Jesus is talking to the one-percenters. I'm not wealthy, he's not talking to me. But whether you've got lots of mammon or not so much, whether it's the mammon you have or the mammon you want to have, mammon makes a bad master. You can't serve God with the wholehearted devotion he desires and serve mammon like a slave serving a master. One will be your master, not both. Now, I don't ordinarily like to bring the biblical languages into the pulpit. I don't want to undermine your confidence that you can read the word of God in English. And there are many excellent translations out there. Today, if it were just a question of whether to preserve the word mammon in English translation, which is what the King James Version did and what what Luther did in German in his day, or if we decide to replace it with an approximate English equivalent like money or wealth, I could defend all of those options. But in our reading today, Jesus does one more thing that sometimes gets completely lost in translation. Twice he speaks of mammon as unrighteous mammon. Why? What does he mean? Let's not limit unrighteous mammon to the money and possessions people have obtained in a sinful way and let's not limit it to the money and possessions we use in a sinful way as when people commit bribery or spend money on sinful pleasures or just waste their resources. The problem is even bigger than that. The problem is that again and again mammon tells us lies. On another occasion Jesus spoke of the deceitfulness of wealth. Well, in that phrase you see a picture of unrighteous mammon at work. Mammon says to you deceitfully, count on me. Get enough of me and I can take care of your needs. I can also make you happy. I can fulfill your wishes. I can secure your future. Lies lies, lies. By calling mammon unrighteous, Jesus is giving us a memorable and thought-provoking warning. Danger! Handle with care. Many things that have legitimate uses are nonetheless dangerous and need to be handled cautiously. Loaded firearms, Electrical power lines, prescription drugs, weed killers, mammon. Watch out. Be careful with mammon. Now Jesus himself never succumbed to the lies told by unrighteous mammon. He was devoted to his dear Abba in heaven, not just in the hours of his deepest suffering, He had lived his whole life that way, counting on his Heavenly Father, not counting on money and possessions. Content to be the poor man that God sent him to be, and happy to share generously whatever he did have. All of that, too, was part of what made him our Savior. Please stand for the Gospel reading and the remainder of the service. We read Luke 16 verses 1 to 13. Jesus also said to his disciples, there was a rich man who had a manager who was accused of wasting his possessions. The rich man called him in and said to him, what is this that I hear about you? Give an account of your management, because you can no longer be manager." The manager said to himself, "'What will I do, since my master is taking away the management position from me? I am not strong enough to dig. I am ashamed to beg. I know what I will do, so that when I am removed from my position as manager, people will receive me into their houses.' He called each one of his master's debtors to him. He asked the first, how much do you owe my master? He said, 600 gallons of olive oil. He said to him, take your bill, sit down quickly and write 300. Then he said to another, how much do you owe? And he said, 600 bushels of wheat. He said to him, take your bill and write 480. The master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the children of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the children of the light are. I tell you, make friends for yourselves with unrighteous mammon, so that when it runs out they will welcome you into the eternal dwelling. The person who is faithful with very little is also faithful with much, and the person who is unrighteous with very little is also unrighteous with much. So, if you have not been faithful with unrighteous mammon, who will entrust you with what is really valuable? If you have not been faithful with what belongs to someone else, who will give you something to be your own? No servant can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon. The Gospel of the Lord.
0: are God, we praise you. You are Lord, we acclaim you. To you, O Father holy, all creation offers praise. Called your servants to ventures of faith of which we cannot see the ending, by paths as yet untrodden, through perils unknown. Give us faith to go out with good courage, not knowing where we go, but only that your hand is leading us and your love supporting us, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Our Father in heaven, Let us praise the Lord. Praise to the Lord bless and keep you. Amen. The Lord's face ever shine upon you. all your